everyone, and welcome back to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of story adventures. And now we have a very special birthday shout out. This goes to Cleo. Cleo loves skateboarding, dancing, rock climbing, gymnastics, and her pet bunny, Oreo, and her friends and family. She's turning nine this year, and we are so proud of her and couldn't love her more. Happy birthday, Cleo. Have an amazing day. Georgie first noticed something was different when she couldn't get comfortable in bed. Every time she tried to lie on her back, it just felt weird. In the end, she settled on her side, and that did the trick. A good long sleep was her reward. She awoke the next morning feeling refreshed and looking forward to the day. Sitting up, Georgie sat on the bed's edge and stretched as she yawned. A yawn that was cut off suddenly when the contents of her shelf collapsed to the floor. Snapping her head towards the noise, she was very surprised to see what had caused the destruction. A large feathered wing. But even more surprising was that it appeared to be attached to her back. She rushed to the mirror and was startled to see a pair of white wings had sprouted from her back overnight. Am I dreaming? Georgie whispered. The wings had grown through her PJ's top, and there didn't seem to be a way of getting it off and another top on. She was just going to have to live with it. But what she really wanted to know was, could she fly? There was only one way to find out. Moments later, after some careful folding back of her wings, Georgie found herself outside, stretching her feathers wide. After a few practice beats back and forth, she found she was able to leave the ground. I can fly! I can fly! Georgie laughed with delight. Up into the air she climbed, leaving the trees and houses far below her. She was soon darting amongst the clouds, gliding and swooping as she got used to the sensation. She found a thick bank of white cloud and sailed across the top of it, trailing her fingers in the cloud tops as the sun shone brightly above. She was having so much fun that she completely lost track of the ground below. My house, she suddenly cried, drifting downwards through the cloud cover, revealed a place that didn't look anything like where she lived. There was a large castle built on a mountaintop and a forest full of purple trees. And directly beneath her, large furry balls of fluff grazed upon grass-like cows. Where am I? asked Georgie. She couldn't see any houses or farms or any people for that matter, even from this high up. So she gently circled lower and lower until her bare feet touched the damp grass. Not too far from the large furry balls of fluff, they were unlike any animal she'd seen before, with thin legs largely hidden by their long coat of fluffy fur, dark bead-like eyes, and a broad mouth for gathering up the grass. You're cute, she said to the nearest of the fluff balls. Oh, thank you very much, it replied. I'm terribly sorry, said Georgie. I had no idea you could talk. There's no need to apologize, insisted the creature. 
I mean, how could you know? Tell me, what sort of bird are you? I'm not a bird, laughed Georgie. I'm a girl. A girl? Ooh, never heard of one of those before. I'm Wendell, by the way, said Wendell. Georgie introduced herself. Are these all your friends? she asked. Oh, yes, said Wendell. This is Wendip and Wendog, and Wendu and Wendub and Wendax. There used to be more of us, of course, said Wendell, sounding a little sad. Why? asked Georgie innocently. Did they go away? Uh, you could say that, said Wendell. In truth, they just disappeared. Disappeared? How? squeaked Georgie. Well, we don't know, sighed Wendell. We huddled together at night to sleep, and then in the morning, one of us is missing. We found footprints like yours, but bigger. And you have no idea who they belong to? Georgie inquired. No, whimpered Wendell. There's just us Wendy Gaggles and the other peaceful creatures around here. Who could possibly want to abduct us? Georgie thought about this and recalled that she hadn't seen any farms or houses on her flight down from the clouds. What about the castle on the mountaintop? Who lives there? Castle? Well, nobody. It's cold and miserable up on that mountain. Nobody lives there, said Wendell. Would it be okay if I went and checked it out? asked Georgie. She just couldn't think where anyone could be living around here if not there. You go right ahead said Wendell, as he took another mouthful of grass. But I doubt you'll find anything. Georgie wasn't so sure. Opening her wings wide, she took to the skies once more, leaving the flock of Wendy Gaggles behind her. The castle was across the purple-topped trees of the forest, and as she flew, a small orange bird rose up to meet her. Hey, what beautiful wings you have, said the orange bird. Oh, thank you, said Georgie with a smile. Tell me, does anyone live up in that castle on the mountaintop? Oh, you shouldn't go anywhere near there, replied the bird quickly. Horrible noises come from that place. I don't like it at all. So there's definitely somebody up there then, said Georgie, more to herself than to her new friend. Take my advice, said the bird. Keep away. Stay down here. Thank you for your concern, but I'm looking for some missing Wendy Gaggles. I think they might be up there, explained Georgie. Wendy Gaggles belong down in the meadows where there's grass and other Wendy Gaggles, snorted the bird. Why would anyone want to take a fluffy Wendy Gaggle all the way up there? Well, that's what I want to find out, Georgie said. Why don't you come with me? We could find out together. The bird was reluctant, but curious. Okay. It agreed at last. But if there's anything horrible up there, I'm flying away as fast as my wings will let me. The castle was really built on the mountain's very top, encircled by a wall of stone and with countless turrets and towers. Being so high meant it was covered in blankets of snow. Oh, I can't see anything, said the little orange bird as they passed over the snow-capped turrets. I can't see anything either, admitted Georgie. Perhaps it was true after all. There was nobody living all the way up here. She was about to give up and turn away when, when a sad and mournful bellow rose up from somewhere within. Oh, I don't like it, chirped the bird as it darted away. Wait, shouted Georgie. Somebody might be in trouble. We should at least check. 
The little bird hovered, looking very unhappy. Someone in trouble, you say? Maybe, suggested Georgie. We might be able to help. So together, they glided down to find out. The castle's upper windows were closed with wooden shutters, but there were no locks due to them being so far from the ground. Georgie gently pulled one open, and the pair of them slipped inside. The stone floor was freezing against Georgie's bare feet, but she wasn't about to let that stop her. She was convinced that somebody needed her help here. They found a spiral staircase going downwards, lit by only an occasional thin slit in the stonework. The little orange bird, quivering with nerves, nestled on Georgie's shoulder, close to her neck. Occasionally, more of the sad noises echoed upwards, making them sure that they were heading the right way, until at last, warm light began to fill the stairway. The stairs ended in a wide, echoing hall, although Georgie kept herself hidden on the stairs while she got a good look. The hall was vast and tall, topped by thick oak beams and lit by dozens of greasy yellow candles. And there, in the center of the room, were the Wendy Gaggles. Each one was chained to a large wheel, which they were forced to turn by pulling on their chains. The wheel was winding in a thick rope that was rising up out of a hole in the floor via a pulley on a beam, and making the fluffy animals work in this manner was an angry-looking goblin cracking his whip and waving a stick as it urged them to pull harder. Oh, we should go, whispered the little bird directly into Georgie's ear. We can't leave now, insisted Georgie. They're prisoners. We need to help them escape. But that horrible thing has a whip and a stick, wailed the bird. You just leave him to me, said Georgie. As she spoke, a large wooden barrel appeared on the end of the rope, with water sloshing from its top. Excitedly, the goblin ran to where the pulley dangled from its beam and swung the whole contraption to the side. The barrel collided with another piece of wood that tipped the contents into a tub. It was here that the goblin dropped its whip and stick as it fell to its knees to sort through what had arrived. Georgie took the opportunity to spread her wings and leap into the high-ceilinged room. Looking down, she could see that the water-filled tub was full of silt and gravel, and it was through this that the goblin was rummaging. With a shout of glee, the goblin held up a large nugget of gold. More! it cried. More! It pushed the contraption holding the barrel back over the hole, then collected its whip and stick. Turn it! it shouted at the Wendy Gaggles. Turn! The Wendy Gaggles turned to face the opposite direction and slowly began to walk the wheel in the opposite direction, letting out the rope so the barrel could begin its journey downwards once more. Crack! went the whip, striking one of the Wendy Gaggles. It howled a sad howl. Faster! roared the goblin and rose its whip once more. But this time, the whip never reached one of the furry creatures because Georgie had swept down from the rafters and grabbed it from the unsuspecting goblin's hand. Enough of that! shouted Georgie as she turned in the air, her white wings beating hard enough to ruffle the Wendigaggle's long, fluffy coats. You want my gold! growled the goblin, and ran for an old chest, near the hole where the barrel had recently disappeared. 
From inside, he drew out a clay pot, brimming with tiny gold pieces. I'm not interested in your gold, said Georgie, but I do intend to take your prisoners with me. The goblin sneered at her and dropped its stick in order to pick up a small wooden device. A crossbow? Georgie had thought herself safely out of reach, but a crossbow could shoot a sharp wooden bolt a great distance. A shiver of fear ran through her. The goblin raised the crossbow, lining it up with Georgie, but before he could fire it, the tiny orange bird flew at the goblin's face, pecking and scratching. The goblin howled in pain as it fell backwards, gold pieces flying everywhere, before it disappeared down the hole. Oh, thank you, said Georgie to the brave little bird. You saved me. Well, I had to do something, said the bird, puffing and panting. They quickly released the grateful Wendy gaggles, and then Georgie checked the hole. The goblin could just about be seen stood in the barrel, but all the gold was lost. Serves it right, Georgie thought. It took a long time to guide the Wendy gaggles back down the mountain and through the forest, but when they eventually did reunite with their flock, it was a wonderfully happy occasion. By now, though, Georgie was worried about getting home herself. She hastily made her goodbyes and then took off, flying upwards for the clouds. And as she did so, she found a small orange bird beside her. Are you following me home? asked Georgie with a smile. Well, I thought I might, said the little bird. If you don't mind. Of course not, laughed Georgie. Beating their wings, the pair of them flew on together. The end.